I'm going to be like Gloria Copeland. I'm going to have to have a bigger pulpit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, that's a little hot. Well, I'm excited to be here. What an honor. Um, it's always an honor to get to minister the Word of God wherever I'm at. Whether it be here, whether it be at work, whether it be in the grocery store. And I have done that. A lot at work, especially because I'm a nurse, and and you know whenever you work in, as a nurse on the nursing floor, see a lot of sick people, because that's all you see is sick people. <laughs> Hallelujah! Um, I just want to thank everybody for uh, the birthday gifts, the prayers, um, the pastor appreciation. Andrew, thank you so much for all the kind words. Every time I step into this place, I kind of want to cry because, you know, this is the place where I got healed in a lot of areas, not just physical healing, but mental, emotional, um, all the things. And so I just want to say that I appreciate you all. I love you all so dearly. And I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate all that you do for us. Um, and you're just such a wonderful supply, not just to my life, but Pastor Randy's life as well. And we love you and we appreciate all that you do. Um, Wow. Sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, you know, to see where I've been and, and see where I've, I'm at and to know where I'm going. All right, so I'm, let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to stand and minister your word, not just to the people here, but to the ones watching online and to the ones that will watch later. Father, I just ask you that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth. Help me to say everything that you would have me to say. Let it be all of you and none of me, because that is what matters. Jesus, you're the wonderful healer. We thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. Jesus, I thank you for your presence in this place tonight. I thank you for the angels that's come to help us. We love you. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. So. Wow, what a long story. I'm not going to tell it all because I could probably write a big old fat book of the story of my life and, and still leave some things out. Um, but July the 29th, 2017, I was miraculously healed of 10 chronic diseases that I had had for years and years. Um, more than that, there was more that I was healed from than that, but those are the 10 major ones. Because if you took my medical records and you looked at them and you, especially on the latter end of um, 2015, 16, and 17, and you looked at all the diagnoses that were on my paperwork, there was a whole sheet of diagnosis before they ever got to talking about the problems, before the doctor ever got to talking, doing his narration. So there was just a lot going on in my life. And, you know, from the time that I was a tiny baby, I was sick. I was in and out of the hospital, um, one thing and then another and then another. And, and 
I didn't know what that was. Mom didn't know what that was. I mean, we were raised Pentecostal. We believed in healing, but we weren't taught that healing is, that you're always going to get it. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. If it be thy will, Lord. All my life, if it be thy will, heal her. Heal this sickness, heal this disease. Well, you know, it's always been God's will to heal. It's just been our, um, how we've been taught about it. And sometimes when you're taught in error for your entire life, it's hard to plow through that to get to a point where you can actually believe to receive. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Um, back in 2019, I think we was with Dad Jacobs in Mexico. And he had asked me if I would um, give my testimony. And so I told him that I would, and then I was praying about that. And I had, you know, I've, I've got a 10-page document of my testimony, and that's not all of it. That's the highlights of it. Um, so I was reading through that, and I was praying, I was seeking the Lord, and the Lord brought to me um, the miraculous healing was wonderful, and that is important, but how did you get there? So in February of 2019, this, he, this is what he had told me. I want you to teach the body of Christ how to stay healed. So, so many people have a misconception of healing and how to have faith to be healed and what it requires to stay healed. So I asked Dr. Jacobs, I said, is it okay? I said, you know, the Lord's really been dealing with me about, yes, it's important for everybody to know the miracle that was performed in that time and in that hour, but there was some doing to get there. You know, because I had a background. And I will tell you now, it is so much easier for somebody who's never been churched to get healed, to receive from the Lord because they don't know any different. But so many times, you know, we, especially in the last 30, 40, 50 years, you know, we, we go to church, we hear the Word of God, and, you know, people can really be real good at construing verses and making it sound right and it's in total error yeah. you know second timothy paul told timothy second timothy 2 15 he said study to show yourself approved unto god a workman needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and that's what we have to do it's not just for the preachers to rightly divide the word of truth it's up to us to get in the word to open our bibles to get in prayer and start reading and asking the lord you help me rightly divide this that way, if you're hearing something in error, God is going to correct it. The Holy Spirit is going to correct it. So, in 2005, I developed a chronic gastric issue. Um, had a lot of pain in my gut, didn't understand, went to the doctor, one doctor after another, they took my gallbladder out in 2006, the pain was still there, and it just got worse and worse and worse. In 2010, I lost 60 pounds in four months because the pain got to the point that I could not hardly eat anything. I was staying alive with instant potatoes, 
and peanut butter. I had to have energy and I had to have a little bit of protein and instant potatoes and peanut butter is what I could tolerate the best. Um, and that went on for eight, well, for years. I went from one doctor to the next, to the next, to the next. I ended up in uh, 2011, I was in Jacksonville, Florida for three weeks. Mom went with me. Um, had to be away from my kids, had to be away from work. I mean, it, it was, I was debilitated. I was in Jacksonville, Florida for three weeks and they said, well, you know, they run all this test and they did this and they did that and, and they said, well, we should not know what's wrong with you. But I will tell you this, don't ever take any pain medicine, you never be put to sleep again because your bowels are so dead, not necessarily dead dead, but your bowels are so in such bad shape and they're so sluggish that if you ever have to be put under anesthesia and for any reason, that when you wake up, your bowels may not ever work again. And if you take pain medicine for the pain that you have, then it's going to make it even worse. So you can't take pain medicine. You can never be put to sleep unless it's a life or death situation. Because this is what's going to happen. We don't know what's wrong with you, though. So we're going to send you on. Do the best you can. And that's basically what they said. So I went on, and I was still praying. All this time, you know, I, it, it's not like that I wasn't a Christian and I didn't believe. I was praying. I was, I was a worship leader, you know, at one of the churches in, in Somerset. And, you know, I was going to church every Sunday. I was still working all the time. It was, I was still, you know, living life and still praying and believing, God, if, you, if it's your will, please heal this. Because that's what I knew. I didn't know anything any different. Um, and the church that I went to didn't know anything any different either, just to be quite honest. Um, so in 2000, fast forward a little bit, 2012, um, I started developing some other issues, not just gastric, but um, I had a stroke. They found it on an MRI later, and then they found that I, um, I had demyelinating lesions on my brain. They said I had probable MS, so I went to the, all kinds of doctors to figure out if I had MS or if I didn't have MS, and they never could figure it out. Do you, don't you, you know, I, I had been tested and prodded, and you cannot even imagine. And I'm at that time, I could not work because whenever I had that stroke and then they found out I was having some um, neurological symptoms that they took me off work for about a year. And I wasn't able to work at that time. But, um, so, you know, it, it was just a stressful time. And then it just seemed like that one thing, um, it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And I ended up, kept losing weight, kept losing weight. My family doctor kept wanting to put a feeding tube in. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I know that God's going to heal me someday. Someday. So I had faith, and I, I knew that I, I would be healed someday. I believed that God wanted to heal me. I believed that he could heal me. I just didn't know when he was going to heal me or how he was going to heal me or... You know, and then there's always the, the devil that's saying, are you really sure about that? 
you know, look at all that you've been through and look at all that, you know, you've been to this doctor, this doctor, this doctor. I ended up at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio, one of the top hospitals in the nation, in the world, actually, because there's people from all over the world that come to the Cleveland Clinic. So I thought, well, I'll go to the Cleveland Clinic, they'll, they'll figure it out. And at this point, I was in, in really dire straits. Um, but I had gotten a bout of pancreatitis probably in 2015, late 2015. And after I got that bout of pancreatitis, what I could do before, I could do no longer. Um, there was a, a point in time whenever I, the issues got so bad that I could only do glucose control boost and I was drinking four glucose control boost a day and working 12 hour shifts, five and six shifts in a row. And I'd work those five and six shifts in a row and then I would have to, the next days that I had off, I would just be in the bed basically. So little by little, my body was starving. And in 2016, um, my doctor told me, she said, Misty, she said, you can't go on with this much longer. And then it got to the point that um, I could do the boost and I could do jello. And then it got to where I could not do boost and I could not do jello. Because anything that went in my stomach hurt so bad, it wasn't worth it. Because I'd already been told you can't ever take any pain medicine, you can't ever be put to sleep, you know, all of these things. Um, of course, I had had to be put to sleep in 2016 for a, a surgery, but I won't go into that right now. But the Lord brought me through that. Um, so, and actually, I'm just going over an overview of, of this. So, my stepdad got sick in the middle of all of this in 2016. And so I was staying with my mom to help her with my stepdad. And then inadvertently she was kind of <laughs> helping me with me because I was still working. Um, and then I had a friend that said, hey, you need, you need to go to this meeting. And they said, you know, they said it was Dr. Jacobs and they you know, told him he had a healing ministry and, and all the things and I'm like, well, I've never heard of him, but I'm willing to go. And so in 2016, I came here for the July meeting. Me and Madison came, and Dr. Jacobs was here. Of course, I had never heard of Dr. Jacobs before in my life. But, you know, I came. And I, the problem with myself at that time is I was so oppressed and so bound by symptoms that it was hard for me to, to break through anything. So w whenever he called for prayer, I come up and I got prayed for. And this is, this is the first miracle that happened to get me over to the big one. Um, so he prayed for me and he said, he put his hands on me and he said, lady, something just left you. I didn't feel a thing. Didn't feel a thing. And I thought, hmm. 
And then we, we went on, and he actually that night called Madison out and, and had a word for her. Um, so I went home, and I went back to Mom's house and um, went on about my business. You know, I, I prayed in the Spirit. I was in the Word. I was, you know, listening for God to, to give me direction and a lot of different things that was going on in my life at the time. And so one day, I was really, really weak, and I was in a whole lot of pain. And I come in from work, and it was probably about 8 o'clock at night, and I told my mom, I looked at her, and I said, you know, I wonder if this is what it feels like when you're dying. Because I had such widespread pain all over my body. My hair hurt, my toe, I mean, everything on my body hurt. And it was, it was just debilitating. And so... I went to bed that night. Now, remember, I'd just been in this meeting with Dr. Jacobs. just had been in this meeting. So this is the end of July. This is probably around the first part of August. And so I got up there. I prayed that night. And I said, Lord, you've got to help me. Because I went through periods of time. I, I will be quite honest with you. I went through periods of time where I prayed, Lord, just take me on. I can't do this anymore. I was expending everything that I could expend. I was praying. I was in the Word. I was doing everything that I knew to do that I had always been taught to do. And I was growing all the worse. Um, so I sat down on my mom's couch. Never will forget it. And I was sitting there praying. I had my Bible open. And I said, Lord, take me to the place in your Word that, that's going to help me. Show me what I need to get a hold of to be healed. I was at the end of my rope. My doctor had been begging me to get a feeding tube. You know, and she, Misty, you can't go on this way. You can't go on this way. And I was, I was, had lost a lot of weight. At one time, at one point in all of that, I weighed less than 90 pounds. Uh, I had to wear a hat over my head. I had hair, but I had to wear a hat because I stayed so cold all the time that I couldn't, I mean, I was just wasting away to nothing. So I sat down, I was on the couch, and I sat down, and I prayed that. And the Holy Spirit, in that still, small voice, reminded me of the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And so I, in my mind, I read over those scriptures, and then the Lord said, go, go find that. So I went and found that. And so I sat there with my Bible, Mark 5, 25, and I read it, and then I read it out loud. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. I said, well, God, that's me right now. It's been 11 years, just a little over 11 years. That's me. And then I went on to read, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may... But touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Hmm. 
And straightway, the fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power or anointing had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that, sh that had done this thing. So he looked around, and he knew it was her. And But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that she, what was done in her, came and fell down before him and had told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. So I said, Lord, I believe that. You said in your word that you are no respecter of person. And I believe if you healed her, you'll heal me. But I don't have faith like that. See, I immediately knew. I, I read that and the Holy Spirit quickened me to that that her faith made her whole. It was just like that, just come off the pages in, in bold letters. Her faith made her whole. Well, I don't have faith like that. I obviously don't have faith like that, God, because I am not healed. And I've been believing all these years. I've had all these things wrong with me. And, you know, there's different times I've been prayed for, and I know that you touched me, but it just didn't seem like it worked. Teach me how to have faith like that. Because until I could have faith like that, there was no way I would be able to receive. Well, see, I didn't understand receiving healing. You know, we got healed. People got healed in, you know, in the Pentecostal way. People got healed, but we, didn't, we were never taught how to receive healing. If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it wasn't supposed to. And I don't know how many people I would come up to me and say, well, sister, God's put this on you for a reason. And I'd say, if God's put this on me to teach me something, then I hope he teaches me quickly because I'm done. I mean, I was about to the point of death in, in 2016. So I started feeding on the Word. And I, so, so I said, Lord, okay, you teach me. You, you give me the right materials, you lead me to the right things, and you lead me to the right people to teach me how to be made whole, how to have this kind of faith. So I was looking on Facebook, I went to bed, was looking on Facebook, and I seen um, a trailer for John Bevere's Good or God. I didn't know John Bevere from Man on the Moon. Never heard of him before in my life. But I seen the trailer, and, and on the, the thing it said I could download two chapters and I could read it and, and see what I thought. So I was prompted to do that. I, read, I downloaded the book, I, or the two chapters of the book, and I started reading it, and I was like, oh my God, I've never, I've never, I've never. This is so different than what I, what I ever have been taught. And it was basic, basic, Bible belief. It was basic faith. You know, how to have faith. And so I 
I read the two chapters, I got the book, and I read it and read it and read it and fed on it and repented and fed and repented and fed. So for a year, I was doing this, planting. Take another step, dig it up, plant. Take another step, dig it up, plant. For a year, almost, well, almost a year, see, after, I, after Dr. Jacobs had been here and he said something had left me, well, what, I, what happened was that spirit of oppression left, and then I got a, a, just a hunger for the word that was unquenchable. So I, I wanted to be in this word and in prayer all the time. And every time that I had the opportunity and had the chance, that's exactly what I was doing. And then in, I think it was October of 2016, uh, my doctor, I had lost more weight. I went back to the doctor. I'd lost more weight. And she was like, Misty, you're going to have to, we're going to, uh, you can't go back to work. You're done. Because I was expending more energy and burning more calories than I could possibly take in. So, and at that point, I couldn't tolerate anything. So she sent me to the hospital, got a pick line, started TPN at home. I got to do that at home because she told me that I was in such bad shape that I could not go to the hospital. If I went to the hospital and picked up anything, I would probably die. That my immune system was not strong enough to withstand anything, not even a cold. So the safest place for me to be would be at home. So whenever I went to the hospital, I had the nutritionist had to come and talk to me about the TPN. And whenever he'd done all the calculations and got all the medical records, he said, your body has been feeding off of itself for well over a year. He said, so you've been in muscle wasting for over a year. He said, I'm surprised you're still alive. And he, and he said, I don't even know that this will help you at this point. But you know what? I kept praying. I kept feeding on the Word, praying, feeding on the Word. I was going to every scripture I could go to in the Word about healing. Kept praying, kept feeding on the Word. And I, if the Lord directed me toward, you know, another book or, you know, some other material that would help me, that's what I did. I lived literally by the Spirit. I was led totally by the Spirit. I had to be because I would not have made it if I hadn't had. So I was constantly in the Word, renewing my mind to the Word of God. That's, you know, that's something that we have to do every single day of our life. We have to consistently renew our minds to the Word because if we don't, we'll forget. And the flesh will take over because the farther you get away from the Word, the more the, more the devil starts talking, the more the flesh starts talking. Um, so I was feeding on the Word, and then I had went to a, another gastroenterologist. I'd been to all these big hospitals, and, and I'd spent more money than what I had, and kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. And they figured out what was wrong with me, what had been wrong with me the whole time, is I'd had chronic pancreatitis. Um, I had severe gastroparesis. I had all this stuff wrong with my... Um, I'd had celiac disease. I had had um, all this problem with my intestinal tract from the top to the bottom. 
So he was like, there's nothing I can do for you. I can do nothing for you. And he said, I'm going to send you to somebody that's better than me, but I don't know that he's going to be able to help you either. So I went to a, an advanced gastroenterologist in Louisville, and he said, I'm going to put a feeding tube in you. And he said, this is what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to put this feeding tube in. He said, I'm going to put a, a temporary tube in. He said, I don't even know if you have enough viable small intestine to absorb any nutrition. He said, if you don't, then a feeding tube will never work. So I've got to put a trial in, one down my nose into, and anchor it into my, the first part, the third, the third part of my small intestine, the top part of it. He said, if there's enough viable uh, intestine there to absorb this nutrition, he said, then I'll put a permanent tube in. So for two weeks I had, I was on those feeds through my nose and so I had gained like two pounds whenever I went back in two weeks. And he said, I, I, you've gained two pounds, so I believe that you've got enough viable intestine, so we're gonna go ahead and put a feeding tube in. And so they put the feeding tube in, and I had went back to him in March of 2017, March the 24th, 2017. And so he looked at me and he said, because I hadn't really gained a whole lot of weight, um, wasn't, doing exactly what he thought I should be doing as far as, you know, with nutrition and stuff. I'd had a lot of problems with getting the right feeding because I was I had allergies to, the, to all the rest of it. So he told me, he said, well, he said, you're holding your own right now. But he said, eventually, this tube's going to quit. He said, eventually, this disease will get to the rest of the part of your intestines. This tube's going to quit. And he said, then you're going to have to have a port place. You'll have TPN. He said, you're a nurse. You know as well as I do. Once you get to that point, you're not going to last long. You just won't. Because you can't live forever on a bag with some vitamins in it and a little bit of fat. And I couldn't do the fat because it messed with the pancreas. So... Um, and he said, you'll, you know, he said, you can't take any pain medicine. He said, I know it's painful. He said, but you can't take any pain medicine. Um, and he said, you'll never eat again. You will never put food in your mouth. He said, because in order for you to put food in your mouth again, you would have to take pain medication to at least 30 minutes before you tried to put food in your mouth to put it in your stomach. He said, and then you're still probably going to have some pain, but then it's gonna, you're going to have to do all this other stuff to get it on through because your bowels ain't working right. So you won't get it, you know, you can get it in, but you might not get it out. And then that's going to be a blockage in another whole issue. And so I looked at him and I said, well, I hear what you're saying, but I will eat again. I will not have pain because God's going to heal me. So from August to March, I was not willing to hear that. You know, I, I was where I was at that time. But see, my, but I'd been building, building, building. I'd been digging up and planting, digging up and planting. So when you've got a lifetime of error in you about healing, it takes a long time to get all that error out and, and, and put in new seed. 
So he said, well, he appreciated my zeal. But this is what's going to happen. So, you know, I just kept on. I kept on. And, and during this time, um, many, of the, many of the days between August and March, I was literally in the bed. I could get from the bed to the bathroom and back to the bed, and that's as far as I would go. And sometimes that wasn't but maybe one or two times a day. Because I couldn't drink anything. I wasn't eating anything. And, you know, what little bit went in my tube, there wasn't, you know, much to come out. And so many, many of those days I was laying in the bed and I was praying and I was reading. And sometimes, sometimes that the enemy would come. And now, see, now I knew, know it was the enemy, but then I just, you know, you just kind of working and, and treading and working and treading. Sometimes I would get to the point and I would say, Lord, I can't do this anymore. Please just take me home. Please just take me home. I'm ready. I'm ready to come home. And immediately I would, I would get that out of my mouth and the Holy Spirit would say, what's going to happen to your kids? Immediately. And Lord, I repent. <laughs> I want to stay. I want to stay and mother my children. And, and see, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about confession. At that point, not... I'd never been taught about good confession, bad confession, any kind of confession. But I knew that I had to repent for that because I was being led by the Spirit. See, now I've learned so much about what happened then over the last several years because I understand what, through the Word and through you know, ministry, what actually was going on during that time. So I say, Lord, please forgive me. I want to parent my kids. I love my children, and, and really, if I had not have, if I'd went to heaven, I don't know what would have happened to my kids. You know, poor mom. It, it was bad. I mean, it, it was to the point, mom said, Misty, you need to go make your funeral arrangements. I do not want to do that. I don't want to be left with that when you're gone. You need to figure out what you're going to do with your kids. And that's not saying anything bad on her part. Right. I mean, it was, that's just where we were at. And, you know, it's overwhelming. You don't, to live with somebody and to see somebody deteriorate day after day after day after day, you know, the natural can really get, I mean, the enemy can really fight you and get to you whenever you watch that. Yes. But... My body was, it looked like I was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. But see, on the inside, yeah. on the inside, see, my bread wasn't coming from my mouth. I wasn't putting bread in my mouth, and I wasn't putting water in my mouth. But I was getting my bread, and I was getting my water right here from the Word of God. God. Right here. This was it. I was feeding on this every day. And at that time, whenever I wasn't working, I could feed on it a lot. Whenever I wasn't running to the doctor's office, I could feed on it a lot. And I even would, was reading on my phone. This was my bread, and this was my water. This is what sustained me. Amen. Because I got in the Word. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. 
He is the bread of life. He is our water. The Holy Ghost is our water. So I was getting my, my meat and my water from the healer himself. That's what sustained me. Because it looked bad on the outside. But on the inside, I was, I was a new person. I was not just a new creation in Christ, but I was building my faith, building my faith, building my faith. And see, I think that's what, exactly what happened to the woman with the issue of blood. We don't know when she heard about Jesus. We don't, but she obviously did. She obviously heard about him from, from a testimony of somebody else, which is one reason why I'm here doing this tonight. I tell anybody and everybody about my testimony. It's important. It's important that people know that God still heals today. She heard something from somebody somewhere, and she thought, these doctors can't help me, nobody can help me, so I'm going to believe. If I could just, if this man is that powerful, I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. I know I will. Hallelujah. So during the meantime, when I couldn't eat nothing, I watched cooking shows. Whenever I wasn't feeding on the Word, I taught myself how to bake from scratch, and I started me a little business. Andrew will appreciate that. Started me a little business on the side. I can't work. I must supply for my kids. I've got to keep lights and roof and, and clothes on them. So I started baking. I started developing recipes and baking. And I would taste test my stuff and spit it out and rinse my mouth out and spit it out just to make sure nothing got in my stomach. But if something did get in my stomach, I was right ready. I knew it because my, the, my tube would quit working. Because it, the, with the celiac, it would... Um, swell my intestines shut and my, I couldn't get nothing through my tube. But, you know, again, the Lord sustained me, but I was feeding on the Word, feeding on the Word, feeding on the Word. If I wasn't, if I wasn't, my eyes wasn't on it, I was listening to it. So, um, doctor, it was almost time for Dr. Jacobs again. And so my friend, she said, you really need to come. You really, I just really believe that you need to go back to this meeting. But see, my mind had been renewed. My faith level was up here. So it was different whenever I came this time. Because I'd been feeding on this word for almost a whole year. I mean, just solidly, intently. And so I came... That first night I came, I couldn't wear my backpack because I had tasted something and, and anyway, I had, to, I had to take my feet off because whenever your intestines swell together and that tube's in there, it'll just blow it off. So I didn't have my backpack on that night. And so I came and, and I listened to Dr. Jacobs, never will forget it, and I sat literally on the edge of my seat. It was like... Everything that came out of his mouth was like water to a dry sponge. You know how if you have a dry sponge of anything, it's just bone dry, and then you start putting just a little bit of water on it, it'll swell, and a little bit more water on it, it'll swell, and a little bit more water until it's just all puffed up. And that's how I felt whenever I left that night. Now, I, I didn't get prayed for that night, 
But I don't, even, I don't even know that he prayed for anybody that night, that Friday night. And so I was just intently just, just feeding on. I mean, it was just like my, everything was just exploding in me because the, he was reiterating everything that the Holy Spirit had been teaching me for almost a year. So it was all bearing witness with me. I was like, yes, yes, this is it. This is it. This is what I've been, yes, this was confirmation, confirmation. It was just like confirmation, 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 confirmation. Yes, this is right. Yes, this is right. Yes, this is right. Yes, you're thinking on that is right. Yes, 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 yes. And so I was so excited whenever I left here, and I was so pumped up. And, of course, whenever I came through the door, I was met with so much love that, you know, anybody would want to just be here. Really. I mean, it was just like heaven on earth. Yeah. And so I went home and, you know, I was having a, I got up the next day and, and you know, got, immediately got in the Word, got in prayer and was so excited about coming back to church. And then as the day went on and, and as I was getting my orders ready for my small business and, and getting those out, I just kept getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And, you know, I wanted to come back to church so bad. I wanted to, but see, I, all that time, I went 36 hours and couldn't, had no feed. I had no, no nutrition physically. And so I was getting weaker and weaker. And bless Gideon's heart. I was laying, I was small enough well, whenever I got healed, I was in a size 10, 12 in little girls. Because a 14, 16 in little girls was way too, would fall off of me. And 10, 12 was still, I probably could have went smaller. Um, so I was laying in the chair like this way, and I was just laying there, and I, I thought, Lord, I, I really, I want to go to church. Lord, I want to go to church, but I am so weak. I don't know that I could safely drive myself there. And Gideon came through, and he looked at me, and he said, Mama, you're going to die. Just like that. And I looked at him, and I said, I am not going to die. Well, see, what happened was, now that I've learned some things. What happened was, he come in there and he said, you're going to die. And I mean, that just struck me. It, it, it hit me in the right place at the right time. I said, no, I'm not. I am not going to die. I'm going to church and I'm going to receive my healing tonight. As soon as he calls for that prayer line, I'm going to be the first one up there. I'm going to receive my healing. See, what happened was my faith, I've been building my faith. My faith been building, building, building. And what I'd heard the night before had all made, all made sense. It was all confirmation to what the Holy Spirit had been teaching me. So then whenever he said that, the spirit of faith rose up. And the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith always, it comes from God, and it always has to, has to move with faith that's already moving. I learned that from Pastor Nancy. So my faith was already moving, and then the spirit of faith rose up and met it. See, I was going to get mine. 
Because this word said it. And see, I believed it. I didn't believe it was someday. I didn't believe it could happen or it couldn't happen. Well, he'll, you know, maybe he'll lay hands on me. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. You know, if it's God. No, 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 no. Because his word says, by his stripes I was healed. He went to the whipping post and was beat beyond recognition way before he ever went to the cross and shed the blood for our sins. He was beat beyond recognition to take all sickness and all disease from then, from now, and for what's to come. Hallelujah. You know, that, that don't go away. You can't preach that away. Hallelujah. We all want to talk about how he died for our sins, but shoot. He was beat beyond... Think about that. He was beat beyond recognition. So we could live in divine health. Hallelujah. So how, who are we to reject that? Think about that. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. Makes the cross of none effect too. Just the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. The traditions of men makes the word of God of none effect. The traditions of men is what keeps us from being able to receive our healing. Because we're not taught how to receive. You know, Jesus, um, he, went a, he went about healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. He didn't just say, well, I think you can have it. But I'm going to pass over Sister Ramona because, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to give some to Andrew. I might give some to Charlie, but, you know, I just don't know about that Melinda. Yeah. I mean, think about that. How silly does that sound? Yeah. How silly does that sound? But yet that's what, we're, that's what we've been taught for years and years, and many people believe it. Healing, I am not special. Yeah. I'm not special. I'm special to God. He is no respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. Yes. Yes. Thy faith hath made thee whole. He is a respecter of faith. So it's up to us. God is, like he, Pastor Randy said, God is always on. God is always speaking. He's always moving. The healing power is always there. But how's our receiver? Are we a good receiver? Do we know how to receive? Well, we have to believe it for, for one. 
We have to believe it. And then we have to make sure that the devil don't steal it. So many believe in healing. The prayer is prayed, and they believe they received, and they do. And the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and destroy, and to undo the power of God, what the power of God has done. He's a master of it. This is what the Lord was speaking to me to tell people. The enemy will cause symptoms to come on you. The first thing he will tell you is, well, you must not have gotten healed after all. So after you, get, after you believe and you receive and, and you get your healing, don't let the devil take it away from you. Right. And see, that's, that's one thing. Um, whenever we were getting ready to get married, he had a friend to um, tell him, Pastor Randy, I, you know, what if that comes back? You know, it's probably going to come back on her. It, sickness and disease come, does come back on people because sometimes people get healed and then they don't know how to, to uh, keep their healing. Because the devil's going to throw symptoms at you to see if you'll take it back. See, the, the, devil, the devil is the one who brings the sickness. God don't make you sick. God don't keep you sick. The enemy does. In fact, you were healed through the stripes, of, the stripes Jesus bore, and he went to the cross and, and sealed it all. Yes. He sealed the deal. Yes. Healing belongs to the believer, but the enemy will snatch that from you if he, can, if he can, and he does time and time again. I didn't know this was even possible until I was miraculously healed. Didn't know it was possible. But you know, whenever Dr. Jacobs laid his hands on me, I can't even describe, I can't even describe in, in good words what, what that physical felt, physically felt like. But whenever I was, I was out. And whenever I come to, I had my backpack on that night because I was able right before I left home to put my backpack on, put my feet on and come. I had my backpack on that night. And whenever I come back to myself in my spirit, I said, no devil in hell is going to steal my healing. I didn't know what that meant. So then I got back to my seat and I told my friend, I said, because I, I knew I had to speak it out loud. I didn't understand why I knew I had to speak it out loud at that time. Now I do, but I knew I had to say it. So I looked at her and I said, no devil in hell is going to steal my healing. Then I had to learn how to to do that, but Dr. Jacobs was so gracious and kind, and he gave me his uh, CDs on healing, and I listened to them, well, every day for months and months and months. It was always going in my house. Yep, see, I turned my tube off. After I got back to my seat that night, I knew I was healed. I, there was no, I mean, I just knew it. I flushed my tube, I turned it off, and I never used that tube again. Never. And you know, even in all, of, in all of this time, I had lost the sense of hunger. Like when your body's feeding off of itself, and you're starving to death, 
in a literal sense. You will lose that sense of hunger. You will get to the point food will make you sick, the smell of food will make you sick, and you just won't be hungry. So I went almost two whole years without any solid food and many, many months without anything in my mouth, not even any liquid. So I left here that night and I lived 15 minutes down the road before I got home. I guess I was probably to Russell Creek Hill when I realized I am so hungry. What am I going to eat? It never, see, I was, I was so healed that it never even dawned on me that I didn't want to eat. What dawned on me was what was I going to eat? I'm healed. What am I going to eat? So the, the thing that came to my mind and my favorite food in the whole wide world was tater tots and honey mustard. If anything's going to do it, if anything's going to upset the apple cart, you know that would have. So... I went home, I got me some tater tots, and I got me some honey mustard, and I dipped and I ate. And I dipped and I ate. And I got me some water and I drank. And I dipped and I ate. And then the very next day, I went and ate Mexican. Because Mexican is my next favorite food in the whole wide world. Hallelujah. And I've been eating ever since. I mean, you can tell I am not hungry. I do try to take care of my, my body, though, because that, that healing was so important to me in so many ways. Because Jesus told the woman, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be healed of thy plague. And Dr. Jacob has gotten his book. If you don't have this book, you need to get it and you need to read it. God's Healing Supply, Dr. Jacobs. And if you want it and you don't have it, we can get it for you. Um, The Amplified Classic says, And he said to her, Daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me, springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. Go in into peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing, distressing bodily disease. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Be continually healed. Yeah. He did, you know, it wasn't a healing that was just for right then. He said to be continually healed. But you can't let fear, doubt, and unbelief in. If you're going to be continually healed, but if, if you're staying in peace... Fear, doubt, and unbelief ain't, ain't got on hold. Amen. 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 But I'm, I'm getting ready to close. I did, I, I'm going to give you an, 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 a, just an example of how the devil can come at you and, and try to steal your healing. Now, there's been many times I knew that the Lord had touched me and I felt like I was healed in, in my lifetime. But then I'd, those symptoms would come back, and I'd say, well, you know, it must not have happened. Because I didn't know any better. That's what I had been taught. But, um, and like I said, people can, they can take Scripture, and they can make it sound so right. And it's so wrong. Yeah. Um, but I was doing, I was still had my small business, because I loved it, and I may do it again. Yeah. I was 
it was in the middle of the night, and of course, you know, the fibromyalgia, the widespread pain, I had had that since I was a teenager. I can't even remember, I don't remember a day, really, in my life that I did not wake up in pain. I don't remember back that far. So, um, I was in my kitchen, and I was getting some orders ready for the next morning, and I had course, you know, I was listening to Dr. Jacobs every day, all day long. It was constantly going in my house because I was listening to one CD after another after another. And so, you know, I was still staying built up and see that he was teaching me in all of that how to keep my healing. So I was in my kitchen. I, I walked in the middle of my kitchen. I stood there and all of a sudden I felt a pain shoot down the very top of my head it went all through my head, all through my body, out my fingers, out my toes, and I said, oh my God, what is that? I immediately knew what it felt like. But see, then I immediately remembered what I needed to do. I said, oh no, you don't, devil. I said, you are not going to steal my healing. You're not putting this back on me. I'm not taking it from you. In Jesus' name, I command this pain to go right now. And it was gone. So, you know, when you come to receive healing, when the symptom comes, you rebuke it. Yes. And if it persists, you rebuke it until it's gone. Yes. That's what you have to do. And then just this week, just this week, I had a symptom come, try to come on me, and I felt fear come. See, I knew I was going to preach tonight, and I knew I was going to give my testimony. The devil knew it too. Okay. So I had a symptom come on me a couple days ago. And I thought, oh, what's that? And I said, oh, no, you don't, devil. Oh, no, you don't. I ain't taking that. That don't belong to me. You see, Jesus took the stripes so that we could be healed. The devil is the one that carries the sickness and disease. So when we take it, when we take that, we're taking it from the devil. We ain't taking it from God. So we need to be careful with what we say. Number one, there's nothing, no part of mine, sickness and disease. Do not own that. I heard Pastor Nancy preach one time. She said, if you take that, you call that my arthritis, my headache, my whatever. You're stealing it from the devil. The devil is a thief and a robber. Well, you're taking it from him. Because it, if you're a child of God, it don't belong to you. It does not belong to you. So don't own it. Amen. For goodness sake, don't own it. So um, I told him, I said, no, you know, you don't. And then it persisted for a couple more days. I said, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. And then this morning, I, you know, I was in prayer, and, and I was getting ready for church, and um, I knew exactly why he did that. The Lord said he's gonna try to he was trying to prevent you from, from preaching this message. But see, you've got to resist that. Because you just don't, don't, you don't have to take it. It does not belong to you. And if you have taken it, repent and receive healing. It's as simple as that. The, the, the simplicity of the gospel is what confuses people. Well, it can't be that simple. Well, yeah, it can. It really can. If you would just believe. 
That's why we sang that song. I believe, I believe for it. I believe for healing. I believe to walk in divine health. Amen. We can. But it's up to us. It's up to us. Hallelujah. You want to walk in divine health? Because I know I do. I want to live long and I want to live strong. And I believe Jesus is coming. And I think he's coming soon. And I believe I'm going in the rapture. I I, I believe I'll, I'll live to see it. But I'm going to be preaching this gospel and I'm going to be giving this testimony until he does come. Amen. Or the Lord tarries is coming and, and I live to be 120, I'll still be preaching this gospel. Amen. 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 Because people need to understand that healing did not go away. It'll never go away because God's word will not go away. He said, my word can't return void. And if it was, he said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. And I'm living proof. It's been over five years. I'm still healed. And I'm still eating what I want to. And I'm still drinking what I want to. Now, I am doing, trying to diligently take care of my body. But, but the Word tells us to do that. Amen. I'm going to go to one more scripture. You know, Pastor Randy's had some difficulties. And the last difficulty he had, the last time he was in the hospital, I got so mad at the devil. We were sitting in the emergency room. We went everywhere at Norton's. Because he'd had that infection, infection, infection. And it wasn't going away, wasn't going away, wasn't going away. And I was sitting there and I was praying under my breath in the spirit. And, and you know, Lord, we got we to get this. We got to get this. And the Lord brought up to me Romans 8 and 11. But the, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal, mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. I looked at him and I said, well, this is what we're doing. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells in you and drives out all manner of sickness and disease and it's driving it out right now in Jesus' name. I said, that's what we're standing on from now on. And you know, they came in and they um, they did cultures in the wound. Nothing grew. It was draining, nasty stuff. Nothing grew after I prayed that. This was after I prayed. They came in and done cultures. Nothing grew, and whenever they went in to do the surgery, they took deep, deep cultures, and they only could find a scant amount of bacteria. You know why? Because I took authority over it, and the power of God had already driven it out. And he can do the same for you. And I expect it. I expect it. So if, you, if anybody would like prayer, I, I would be happy to pray for you. The healing power is here. The angels are present to help. You know, 
We've just got to believe we receive. And if symptoms come back on you, say, no, you don't, devil. No, you don't. Or if they persist, you just keep the healing power of God is working in me. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives and dwells in you and drives out all manner of manner of sickness and disease in your body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. I command every bit of arthritis, every bit of calcium deposit to be gone from this body, to be gone from these knees. I call these bones to be strong in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Everything be straight. Yes, Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I command every bit of this gastric issue to be to stop, to cease. Devil, you cease and desist your maneuvers against her in the name of Jesus. I command it. Come out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Ramona, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells in you and drives out all manner of sickness and disease. Be healed in Jesus' name. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I saw you in my prayer time today. And this has to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command this cystitis, this interstitial cystitis, I call it by name. I command it to come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed, be made whole. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
in the name of Jesus, I command this pancreas to straighten up. I command it to function and work as it is supposed to. The pancreas is what controls the insulin in the body, and I command it to be to come into alignment with the Word of God. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. That pancreas, you be healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just praise him for a few minutes. Let's just let's just thank him. Lord, we worship you. We praise you tonight. We thank you. We thank you because you are the healer. You're such a wonderful healer. We thank you for your sacrifice that you gave so that we could walk in divine health so that we could have our minds renewed, so that we could have a strong spirit, so we could have a, a soul that comes, into a line, that comes into agreement with the spirit. We thank you for helping us tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalms 107, 20 says, He sent the word and healed them. And I send the word to Chad Moore right now in Jesus' name. I command every bit of symptoms, every bit of symptoms that he's feeling in his body right now that's come upon him to, to be gone in Jesus' name. Devil, you loose him now. You loose him now in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for a good report. I thank you for a good report. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Andrew, would you serve everybody communion? We're going to receive communion. Before we go here, healing is the children's bread. Communion is, is part of the New Testament church. It's a, a, a celebration of what Jesus has done for us. Amen. He said, this do in remembrance of me. Amen. And so it should stir up our, our pure minds by way of remembrance. We are redeemed. We are healed. We have every right to stand for what belongs to us. Amen. Uh, you, you, you've got to lay hold of things. Amen. You've got to lay hold of the promises of God. You, you have to lay hold of your salvation. Amen. So the bread represents the broken body of Jesus. Amen. And so many people have neglected that healing is part of it. Amen. And then they just don't know. And she taught us so well and we just got to learn. Uh, just because it's in the Bible doesn't make it happen to you. You've got to believe it and speak it out. Amen. And by faith, receive it and override your senses. Ignore your senses and focus on the Word of God. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. By, the power of God went in people tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've missed, I've missed communion so much because it, 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 it's real to me. 
Amen. This, this, is, this is real to me. Amen. Hallelujah. And it reminds me those promises belong to me and I've got to take them and I've got to stand on them. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Thank God there's, there's nothing that the devil can put on you that the blood's not big enough to take it away. Amen. Hallelujah. And his mercy is brand new every day and he loves us. And not only does he want to forgive us, but he wants to help us rise above everything. And I'm just excited about that. So uh, get that little wafer out, everybody. You know, he endured the cross. You were the joy that he set saw. You were the joy set before him. I was the joy. He looked out in the future. And he went all the way to the past. And we were the joy that was set before him. That's how he endured the cross. That's how he endured. Everything he went through, everything he did, that's how he did it because it was because of you. He did it for you. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we, we call these elements blessed. And as we partake of this uh, communion, Lord God, uh, let, let it sink down deep inside of us that we know how much you love us how real you want to be to us you're always on and it's up to us to tap into what you're doing so that we choose to do that tonight in jesus name he said uh this represents my body which was broken for you and and so we take this and we say i'm healed he took those stripes in that body and so i believe i'm healed so let's partake of the bread together the broken body of our lord jesus so glad oh god amen he's been good to me devil tried to kill me really he really wanted to kill me he really did he really wanted to kill her he really wants to kill all of us amen hallelujah but he, he if, if we don't let him he can't praise god because jesus is saying how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That gets us, and he's the same. He's still doing that. He's still doing that. This last day revival is going to be filled with signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Uh, Acts of the Holy Ghost is just beginning. It's going to continue. The same night, he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the fruit of the vine, the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, how we love you. How we're thankful. Yes. I'm so thankful, Lord. I'm so thankful, Lord, for your goodness. Glory to God. I saw where Brother Copeland had prophesied on, on Facebook this week in, in that meeting he's in that changes are coming for this country, now that God is moving in this country, that God is moving in many countries. And at the end of it, he said he's coming very, very soon. He said, tell him, I'm coming very, very soon. But he's coming after glorious church. So it's a great day to be alive. It's exciting the things we're going to see. So we tap in. 
He's always on. We're going to do, do, do better at staying on. Amen with him, staying hooked up with him. Glory to God. Thank you for coming tonight. I believe something's happened. I believe we set something in motion to get these restored and get healing healing ministered on the last Sunday night of every month, have special healing rallies. But these will be Holy Ghost meetings. I believe people people need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I got to teach on it more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Strength to this body. Hallelujah. Peace to this mind. And, and refreshing in the name of Jesus from the top of his head to the very soles of his feet. Healing is the children's bread and you are the children. Jesus. And it belongs to you as Jesus. much as it belongs to anybody. Jesus. In Jesus. Name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strength. Praise God. Strength and peace in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's been a great day. It's been a great weekend. Amen. And we're so very thankful.